On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss Nick Nurse and how's he going to get along with the big fella? That's going to be important to start things off as he begins his new Nick Nurse era with the 76ers. Will it work? How will it work? Coaching another superstar. It's been a while. We'll get to it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. What's happening, Keith? What's poppin', D? How you been, bro? Oh, start of a new work week, man. All good. No complaints. No complaints. Long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that uh, for us. Well, listen, man, we still have a lot of things to talk about as we learn more about Nick Nurse, the newest 76ers head coach. Still no official announcement, but we know that he is going to be the next man in charge. And with that, he hasn't coached a superstar in a while since Kawhi Leonard back in 2019. How is that going to mold into maybe something championship related with Joel Embiid and the 76ers? Also, reaching the other players, what is that going to look like? Uh, we'll give some thoughts on some things that we've heard individually of Nick Nurse connecting with the rest of the roster. And later on, we'll also talk about the development part and some key names that we need to bring up when it comes to Nick Nurse's development of young players in Toronto, how that may come to fruition in Philadelphia. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, Nick Nurse, MB, the relationship. This is going to be the first time since 2019, that season when they won the championship, coaching a superstar player in Kawhi Leonard. They went all the way to the NBA Finals defeated the Golden State Warriors. It wasn't just Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry had an all-star year that year as well, but it was really looked at as billed as such. Kawhi Leonard was the one that was a superstar on that team. The adjustment that was there from the personnel and all things as a rookie head coach, helping him lead things and connecting with Kawhi Leonard at that time. How do you possibly see that now happening here, knowing the information that you found out reporting that they did have a meeting before the hiring was announced. And with that meeting, you said it went well. So, Keith, this is something that is very important with whoever the coach was going to be. It turned out to be Nick Nurse. He's coached one superstar. He's coached a couple of other all-stars. But this is the first time since Kawhi Leonard that he's had a superstar-level player that he's going to coach. Man, I think it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because when you look at Nick Nurse, you know, we know he he had a superstar. Kyle Lowry was a, you know, a multi-year all-star there, um, great player. But he wasn't on the same level as uh, Kawhi Leonard. 
Then you had some other guys who were all-stars who weren't on the same level as Kawhi Leonard, right? I, I think it's going to be good for Nick Nurse because, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's good. Everybody talks about this team that he had, and they say, look, they were only 41 and 41. When you factor in that they were in the bottom five in the league, actually the bottom four in the league and three or four in the league and field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and you look at it that as far as guys getting to the foul line, Fred Vlam, Van, I mean, not Fred, but Pascal Siakam, ranked 17th in the NBA in, in foul shot attempts with six per game. And you got Joel Embiid making 11.7, ranking second. <clears throat> I think it's a win-win situation because he's finally going to get a guy who's going to be able, a superstar, going to get calls. Let's be keep it real. Yep. And he's also going to get a guy who's a dominant big, a dominant player. This is something that he hasn't had. Like he made the most out of out of less. So if you're Nick Nurse, you're looking at this like it's kind of like you got the keys to a Ferrari, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't wait to take it for a test drive and see how fast you could go on go down the road on down 95 with the bad boy. And I and and I think that's what it's like with him. And I, I think that he's a great coach. <clears throat> but you look at it. The only time he had a superstar, they won the championship. So if I'm him, I'm salivating right now, thinking that I got Joel Embiid and all is good right now. That's the one thing, man, that you look at when talking about that meeting that you mentioned. Uh, for for him to sit down with Joel Embiid and have that meeting, whether it was face-to-face or over the phone, over Zoom, whatever it might have been, it was important for them to come up with, uh, you know, some sort of uh, mutual connection there of how things were going to go. Not that MB says, hey, this is what I like to do and this is what I expect of you. No, it's just more of Nick Nurse coming in. You're talking to an MVP. Now you're just explaining, hey, this is where I, I, this is where I had success against you. This is how I wanted the game plan against you. I know you got your numbers and you did all those things. But here are the things that I saw that maybe we could take advantage of that maybe I can come in and help you correct and to make you even better player. We already know an MVP, six-time All-Star, this is your franchise. You are the face of the franchise. But you haven't won yet. And the one thing that I can bring is the championship experience and speaking as Nick Nurse. So that's something that I'm sure that whatever Nick Nurse shared with Joel Embiid, he liked it enough and saw enough of the vision to say that, okay, I can get on board with this and we can potentially get this thing done. So if that is, is exactly how it played out, and of course we haven't had the press conference as of yet, then that's encouraging that Embiid was open enough, not to say that he really had much of a choice, but that he was open enough to listen to whatever nurse was preaching and felt like at this stage of his career, that is something that could in fact help him, help him become a better player and eventually get to where Nick Nurse and that Raptors team were at the end of that 2019 campaign. All he's got to do now, man, is bring out that ring. Bring out that ring. <laughs> Put that thing right there on the table and say, hey, this is this is what you guys want to reach and what you guys – this is the jewelry that you want to get to the same way that me and that Raptors team in 2019 had to go through you to get there. 
Uh, but we got there because of these things. And Embiid is a great player. He's a superstar player in this league, but he's not perfect. And that's where Nick Nurse is trying to correct some of those things that is keeping him away from being perfect or as close to perfect as you can possibly be um, as a basketball player and try to help him take those next steps to get there. So that, that interview, I'm sure, was important. Having the experience of coaching Kawhi Leonard and Keith even talking about the low management that went along with Kawhi Leonard, knowing that Embiid, Embiid played 60-plus games. He got the MVP now. Maybe he won't have to play those 60-plus games again. No, nah, he's uh, going to have to play it. Well, he Just is. because he ain't, if not, he ain't going to be in conversion. But, see, it's deeper than that, D. Like, it's like, I don't, you know what, I think from, you know, you got to understand, it's like, like, it's a, it's a mutual respect thing, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But, but see, here's the deal. The thing about Embiid is, like, a lot of people don't know this, but Nick Nurse has had the most success, well, against Embiid than any other team. Like, Embiid's scoring average against Nick Nurse and, and, and his shooting percentage is the lowest, or at least the scoring average, is the lowest of all teams that he played against at least 10 games against, right? He devises all these plans. I mean, people forget there was a time when brother had a donut. He had a zero. Another time he had one point, scored one point against them, right? I forgot about that, yeah. So, so yeah. So, then, and not only that, even in the playoffs, like, we think of the game where he had 30 points, where he had the game with her. Do you know, like, his? he's only averaging 21 points in the play, postseason against them? He's shooting 27.7% from three against them. So you look at Nick Nurse and you're saying to yourself, like, yo, this guy is a heck of a defender. I ain't got to deal with him anymore. And not only that, defensively, they, they are, they're they a pretty good defensive team. They swarm. They do unconventional stuff. So where is going to ease stuff, make things easier for Embiid, but then you have Embiid's shot, shot blocking ability. So – and be salivating like, yo, like, yeah, I want to play for this guy. Uh, he, you know, like he he's going to get me in great spots offensively, defensively. I ain't got to worry about him anymore. And then he's going to have guys swarming, doing different things around me, and I can just play the back. Now the difference is, of course, they had perimeter defenders with length and all that stuff. The Sixers' current roster, and we'll get to some of this later, they don't necessarily have those same types of pieces to do those things. Now, him on the back end is perfect. It's kind of more of that Marcus Gasol year uh, when they won the championship and then that second year with Marcus Gasol. But he was more, uh, and later in his career, almost a shell of himself, former defensive player of the year. So he could do those things. Serge Ibaka was also there as well. Uh, but I would think that Nurse can come up with some things to, as you pointed out, have him be salivating because of the things that he can do on that back end, protecting the rim, protecting the paint, and make sure that they, the other team doesn't get a lot of those shots. So that's where the other pieces yeah. are going to come into play to play that type of role to make it easy for him. Yeah, but see, the thing is, though, we see the thing is, when we look at this roster, Mark Casal wasn't there the whole time. Like, he was there for, like, a year. I mean, he got there. Mm-hmm. Like trade right before the trade deadline, and then he was yeah. there a little bit for the following year. The same, like Serge Ibaka, this and that.
but it's been some times where they had some undersized dudes. They had no, I mean, they had a bunch of six, nine, six, ten, but there's no reason in the world that they should have been shutting teams down like that, right? You look at their defense last year, they were a shell of themselves, man. And they bear and they uh they they were like a top five defense. I mean, think about this. They played the Sixers once, and me and Doc Rivers got into it because it was they had dudes straight from call-up dudes. That's back when they had, remember, they was giving dudes like 15-day contracts. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, Blanton and – I don't even remember Yeah, that. I remember because yeah. Blanton, number 45, was Blanton with the long hair. He was yeah. actually on the team this last year uh, with them. But I remember you talking about that's when they were – because of COVID and you were able to have extra bodies come in. Yeah. A lot of those guys came in and you didn't know who they were, yeah. And and Doc got salty because they barely won the game. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, yo, like, <laughs> what, what's up? He got salty. But that's the type of thing. And so the thing I like about Nick, too, about with Embiid, and I know we got to move on, oh, okay. people forget the reason why when he was the assistant coach, he was the quote-unquote offensive genius, right? He was running the offense. They was scoring a lot of points. They was skitting threes for all these dudes. You know, Terrence Ross was just straight killing the whole nine. Then all of a sudden, my man loses his job, and then Nick says, you know what, we got to get defensive. But that's the reason why we can't go far, because we can't stop anyone. But he was they were stopping MB, but they was like, we can't stop anyone. So then all of a sudden, he turned into this defensive genius. So – these are all the reasons why I think he has to be excited about Embiid and Embiid has to be excited about him. And it appears that it is at least right now, until we hear about something, appears that, that that's part of the reason why he came here. The excitement, as you reported, of coaching and having the opportunity to coach the 2022-2023 uh, MVP. Not only does he have to reach – Joel Embiid, Keith, he has to reach the entire roster. How's he going to do that? We'll get into that next and how important it is to connect with the rest of these guys, have them on the same page, give give some thoughts and some things you may have heard, some things that I heard from former Raptors player and current TV analyst, that is Alvin Williams, Philadelphia legend. Uh, he, I had a chance to talk to him and share some things that he had to say. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Well, folks, if you like me and you've had times that you've had some issues where you tried to get to an event, tried to get some last minute tickets because you were excited about the event, but you had problems landing that actual ticket for yourself or whoever else you may have been going with. Well, that can be frustrating and it shouldn't be stressful in trying to get last minute tickets. They should always be available, right? Well, this is one thing that it comes to the great folks. Again, the presenting sponsor of this episode, Game Time. Game time makes buying tickets very easy and uh, fast, an easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Buying tickets to your favorite events, they should not be stressful. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Listen, I've been in this experience before where I've, I've, I've maybe had tickets to go with someone and something happened. Uh, the tickets in terms of in transit didn't get there in time. I'm here now. Let me just buy some tickets and get in. It was a hassle. And then the other people came through. So in order to avoid that, even if my folks don't come through, 
I know from here on out that I can just simply go to game time. Uh, I, you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball concerts, as we mentioned, comedy theater and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find the tickets in the same section and for less, same row as well. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. That's always very, very helpful, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time, where you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time today, the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we'll keep adding to our conversation about the Sixers head coach, Nick Nurse, and uh, maybe some other players that we look at potentially, hey, should he go after any Raptors players? A couple of free agents there. Maybe we'll dive into that a little bit uh, tomorrow here on Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you, Keith. We talked about Embiid in that first segment, how they need to reach each other and connect, be on the same page. The same should be said for the rest of the roster, specifically in your players like Tyrese Maxey coming back. If you're looking at someone like P.J. Tucker, maybe even James Harden, if he returns, Tobias Harris as well. We have a number of bench players that could return here to Philadelphia. Um, It's going to be important, man. And something I had a chance to speak with, Philadelphia native, Philadelphia basketball legend, Villanova, Raptors player, very well respected out there and he does television for them finished the second season with them on the broadcast uh he he talked on the on my show about how nick nurse has his team's ears they buy in and they're all bought in um we know in the end it seemed like they started to kind of go in another direction it may have been time to move on but from the very beginning his team bought into what he was selling that is when you can sit on the defensive end Uh, A lot of different things he asked of them. You talked about the innovative part with the offense and defense as well. Those players were bought in. They were buying everything he was selling in terms of how they could, that could help them win. He mentioned also about the Embiid part that we saw the back and forths between he and Nurse, Embiid and Nurse, while they were battling uh, as player and coach. But in the end, that there was the mutual respect as said about, and be t- calling him a great coach, but telling him to stop complaining about the foul calls. But also, while Nick Nurse was speaking about wanting some calls to go his way and defending Joel Embiid, that he knows how great of a player he is. And those were a couple of things that uh, Alvin shared with me about the relationship that he expects to have with the team and the superstar players we talked about in that first segment. And as we know, man, it's going to be imperative for all of those players to buy in and believe what Nick Nurse is preaching. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, I think they will. I mean, I think in the, the problem that happened, like they said in, in Toronto, it's like they just needed a new voice. I mean, after a while, you know, he won a championship. He had success. The team, you know, was getting – Had coach of the year. He got coach of the year, but it got to a point where he had the same players. I mean, the same guys for a while. 
things weren't working well, so you just need a new voice after a while. But yeah, he is. But let, let's not get it twisted. You know, the thing is, you know, from what I heard about with Kawhi and, you know, you can be this and you can be that. But typically superstars, you typically, yeah, you want everybody to buy in and you hold them accountable. But you 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 kind of let the superstar be who he wants to be. And, you know, you give them the freedom. You let them do this. You let them do that. So it's kind of like it's different. Like getting in Tyrese Maxey's tail and getting in Tobias Harris' tail and Paul Reed and, and all that is completely different than 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 having a undressing like Joel Embiid or, or or James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so those type of guys, you know, they all give them freedom. They let what they want to do. You let them uh, do stuff. Now, again, you do have a system. You want them to run your system. But at the same time, you hope that these guys are leaders and mature enough to be, be that guy to do that. But for the most part, like, we're going to sit in here and people think that it's going to be a, a lot of undressing Joel Embiid. I, I don't see that. Now, if somebody makes a mistake, unlike Doc Rivers, where Ben Simmons made a mistake and Doc is saying, well, uh, I don't know what you guys are seeing or you don't know basketball, stuff like that, it's not going to be that. It, it won't. It's, it's not going to be that. Uh, but maybe, maybe he won't like some of the questions. <laughs> you know, I mean, he may not like some of the questions, but I don't think that he's going to go to a point where. Yeah, the extreme like be, that where it feel like. Yeah, you're going to be extreme to where everybody is kind of like. I'm smarter than you. You don't know anything. Yeah, I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he'll do that. I mean, you know, he. I think he'll be straight up. You know, he might not give people the answers they want or the players might like it. But I think it'll be straight up. I think sometimes coaches do that in a way to let, let players know they got to get their stuff in gear. You know what I mean? Like, yo, bro, it's time for you to do what you got to do, bro. Like, yo, I can't protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Off. yeah it's going to be big, man. It's going to be really mm-hmm. big. And uh, listen, can't can't wait to see how it all plays out. Can't wait to hear what he has actually have to say. I mean, we can. This is going to be fun trying to you know, dive into those things without actually hearing from the, the head coach overall and hear his thoughts on the team. Um, hopefully we get that uh, sooner rather than later and get a chance to hear from Nick Nurse himself. Uh, and also that goes to the young players too when he talks about the development from Van Vliet to Siakam, uh, Scotty Barnes, Norman Powell, Chris Boucher, if you want to talk about those names also help to develop a lot of players. Who is that going to be most important for here in Philadelphia? Let's get into that on the other side. A couple of young players here that could certainly continue their development, including Tyrese Maxey, but I'd like to hear your thoughts, Keith, and even the people out there as they send us messages at Pompey on Sixers, at Devon G975 on Twitter. Who will it benefit the most when it comes to the player development that comes with Nick Nurse. And if that is in fact happening here in Philadelphia, who would that help the most? We'll get into that final segment right here, Locked On 76ers.
Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here with you on Locked On 76ers, talking about Nick Nurse, the newest head coach for the Philadelphia 76ers. Comes in with a pretty good resume after spending those five seasons with the Toronto Raptors, championship coach of the year, uh, over 50-plus wins as well. Keith, but he's also come in with the reputation of being able to help develop the young players with the organization. I mentioned some of the names in the previous segment, and uh, we can start to talk about now the guys here in Philadelphia that – may fare uh, on the positive side again uh, here as long as they put in the work and the things that they can find and identify Tyrese Maxey being one of them Keith but there are a few other young players here on this roster currently whether they're going to be restricted or uh, unrestricted free agents this offseason that if they do in fact come back where they could benefit from the player development and very curious to see how they would fit in with Nick Nurse. Yeah, but, you know, more so than player development, because I, I think these two guys could play. I think that they're more in line with, like, I think uh, Jaden Springer is a guy, we talked about it yesterday, if, if, if he wants to do it, he can do it. You know what I mean? Like, but it's up to him. But when I look at the stuff that Nick had and the guys that recently that he had that helped out, like, his prototypical player was 6'9", or 6'10" athletic, interchangeable. So when you look at a guy like um, Jalen McDaniels, right, 6'9", can play, can guard like the two through the four, right? Maybe they could say, some people say he could guard the one through the four, right? So you look at him, you look at a guy like Paul Reed, 6'9", who who played the three in high school at 6'9", played the power forward in college and now is a center. Like these are two guys who are extremely athletic, who can do things. Like we we see Paul make these moves and you like, whoa. So and then and then you know McDaniels can shoot. You know, he gotta get a little stronger, but but he could, you know, okay defender. Uh, he he's an okay shooter. He needs to get better. I think he's a you know what? Here's the thing. I think like it's part of the thing is he needs to get better but I also think that I'm basing it off of what I saw with him in Charlotte. Like, I think that is a little tough when you come to the Sixers situation and you got a guy like James who's extremely ball dominant, where when you were in Charlotte, they allowed you to handle a little bit, get into your rhythm, and then go up to now all of a sudden the clock is running out and you open and they throw it to you and you got to hurry up and catch and shoot it. So I'm gonna give him, you know, give him. Oh, that. I think he, he can get better. Yeah, he can. Oh, yeah. he can get better. Yeah. But, 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 you know, he can get better. But some of them dudes that they had, like, oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 for that. So to me, look at look at look at Caleb Martin <laughs> dropping twenty plus in the game seven on the road after they waved him, and he signs with Miami. To your point, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 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 my thing is is one of those things where. I just want to see how those two do. Yeah, really. those are good ones. If they come back, I, I want to see how they do because they're long, they they fit the profile of the dudes that he had. Now, those are the ones that he had, but was it what he requested or was it more of the style what Masai Ujiri wanted where maybe he wants some Jaden Springer type of body type, height, 
dog kind of guy, right? That pit bull build where he can go in and also perform on that defensive level, just like those long rangey wings do. Yeah, I mean, but that's what we don't know. The thing is, when we look at this 76ers roster, you know, there's a lot of like hit and miss, right? But when you have these two guys, again, I mean, we got the, I'm pretty sure a lot of these dudes were guys at the, the, uh, the, um, Masai Ujiri, the uh, president of basketball ops, basically found, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he made the most of it. He made it work. Yes. And I feel like that they can have solid roles, you know, with this team. The thing, uh, Jaden, I like Jaden too. But I, I, I like I, I said yesterday, and I, I'm going to keep saying this, a lot of it is up to him. Oh, for sure. Because he's so far down on the depth chart. Like like another guy, hold up, another guy that he could you make use of, and this brother can shoot, Lewis King. Lewis King. Two-way. A two-way guy, but he's long. He's athletic. How about like, that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's a guy that could and, – and, you know, he's a guy that could probably have a chance to, to make something of himself. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's, what, good. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, those Lewis are good because, look, De'Anthony Melton is already going to be in the rotation. So uh, that's, that's just going to be it. But if you're looking at Lewis King and – uh, maybe somebody like Jalen McDaniels also being able to step in, who we both liked when the deal went down and now coming in, maybe start training camp. He resigns with the Sixers, Paul Reed, that you could see some similarities, yes, with some of those players in Toronto that he was able to help develop and turn into some real contributors to help get paid, of course, with with that um with that Raptors organization. So yeah, man, I, I like those. I like those too. But I the reason I bring up make uh bring up springers because look he's a draft pick and you're gonna have to get something out of him in year three or else it's just a waste and then you'll be shipping him off you won't pick up his option and he won't be with the organization anymore so if you can see if they can do something with him maybe see something in him similar to maybe norm powell norm powell was more of a scorer in college at ucla but it doesn't mean that defensively you know, because of the smaller stature and all that, that you, you can't see. Doc Rivers kept saying the guy has defensive principles. He has those traits. Can Nick Nurse help to pull that out? Because, yes, you are a wing and all that. You don't have to be that that tall with that length to also have an impact defensively out there. Um, you're going to have that with Melton, maybe have that with McDaniels, Reed, and even King. You can have that at the wing, smaller guard position too, mm-hmm. to chase around. I mean, that's how Avery Bradley was, right, with the Boston Celtics, that kind of guard where mm-hmm. he was able to do stuff like that. So we'll see. As you said, it's going to be up to the player uh, of what the coach is trying to help out and, and all of that. I'm very, you know what I'd be curious too? Jaden Springer, another summer league. Maybe this is his final summer league and see if he rips that up one more time and shows some things under this new Raptors type of offense and defense that they run the little basic stuff for summer league all right that was a fun one diving into those types of players that maybe will have an opportunity to thrive under nick nurse we'll come back at it tomorrow once again we thank all of you for joining us and making 70 locked on 76ers uh your first listen every day every day or tomorrow we back on the show again diving into a little bit more 
of what we've been able to unearth about Nick Nurse and look at it from the roster perspective of the 76ers. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, you can get this podcast, and it's free and available, like D just said. But you can also go to our YouTube channel. When you go to the YouTube channel, just click the Liberty Bell, and you become a new subscriber. And also, you get notifications when we have podcasts. But you also listen to my man, D, on 97.5 FM from 6 to 10 p.m. on the Divine Giving Show. You can follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my articles in Inquire, on Inquire.com or purchase in the Philadelphia Inquire. And tonight is a little weird because so be 6 to midnight because we're going to kind of break it up like we do the Sixers and the Flyers. Mm-hmm. But we also have the Philadelphia Union this year. So their games are on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So I'm going to come on from 6 to about 6.20. 7:20, and then come back after the game to talk about uh, some things. So weird schedule, but I'll be here. I'll be there. Okay, my man. Fanatic. There you go, Keith. As always, man. Thank you. We'll get back at it tomorrow, and we thank everybody for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.